everything's good with you. Oh, we're recording. All right, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Mike Sheka. I have a family member here with me, like real, like this is, I mean, I mean, this is like family, family, family. Way back. Way back. I mean, we call her Jay Covey, Jay <laughs> Covington. She's, I mean, she's my homie, but she's a life coach now. She changes you how to get your life right. You know, every, and, and it makes so much sense if you know her to know that this would be her career path because she was always keeping everybody in check of how their life needed to be. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you shouldn't be doing that. Why? No. <laughs> I try to have a more consensual approach now where it's like you could come to me if you would like some support. Oh, no, no. The you is like, you just putting the hand on my shoulder. Like, why are you? What <laughs> did the girl deserve that? <laughs> that's that's the other show. We're not gonna right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Life oh, coach. Um, she has a podcast. She has. I mean, you're doing everything. The pride of Mizzou. The pride of oh. Ladue. Thornton Horton Watkins High School. The proud representative of Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated. Mm -hmm. My homie. I mean, like, I mean, like, like, I like generally love this woman, like for real, for real. Y'all understand like how honored I am to have her on the podcast. We also went out to even meet some random spot in San Francisco. We didn't even, we just, I just went on Uber. Rolled out. Rolled out. And it was across the street from the strip club that I got kicked out of. I told you about <laughs> when I was in San Francisco in a former life. <laughs> right. I was thinking too. We had caught a bite to eat. I feel like it was in Vegas because we were at a CNN center. Right? Okay, let's hold on. Let's we, let, uh, let me introduce Jennifer Covington okay. is here on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having. Oh so, no! Remember what the Vegas? We were both was out there Vegas? for like three weeks. Remember, we were both basically oh. our jobs had us living out there for like a few weeks. We Which went out every night at one point, like during because that's when the Cardinals win the playoffs. That, that's right. That was so. Do not stay long term in Vegas. You should not be there for weeks. That was man. We were there for like three weeks because you were working for AB. I was working for yep. uh, the the NHRA. Like, and we were out every night, <laughs> every night, not knowing when the sun was up or no, was no, 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 no. Did you, did you go? Did we go together to the uh, House of Blues for a party? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because you had an event the on the top floor of. Yeah, we were in Mandalay like we Bay sponsoring it. Oh, for sure. Yes. You are, your recall all the time. <laughs> it was at Mandalay Bay. I'll never yeah. forget. Yeah. I'll never forget. And then you end up going to LA. But let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. We, we met up in at uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in LA. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> you know, and you know what's so funny about that? That was the first time I learned about, and this is how old we are, y'all. So you know. Um, when your sister was telling me that there is you can be a uh treatment writer for reality shows this is how long this is like oh four remember she it was me and your sister went to roscoe's oh wow because i was just asking her about that someone was like i need to do a treatment i was like i only know what that is because of my sister and i was just asking her about that so that's it was, but i didn't know that. it was treatments for a reality show you wouldn't know yeah i mean now people know that but this is 2004 no she's like it's unscripted but there's still a treatment and you're like well i'll be <laughs> We was at That's Roscoe's, so, I mean, and I was like, my mind was blown from then. I was like, yep. really? And it changed my whole aspect of reality shows. It was already jaded, but it was like, okay, so there's a treatment. So somebody comes mm -hmm. in saying these are the, our Formula goals here. in the show. Right, 
Right. So let's start yeah. off from the beginning. You, 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 were you born in St. Louis? Yeah, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. No, I mean, I didn't, I never knew that. I never know if you, you were. Never know. You yeah. never know. I was just thinking, yeah, born and raised St. Louis and Creep Core. <laughs> Where I currently reside. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in Creep Core? Yeah. I'm right down the street from your house, your old house. People still be sending me pictures of that house. Like, I just passed by your house. Because your house um, had the cul de sac in it, too. Yeah. So that's why you it, it, it was like it was like an easy spot to meet at because it was like nobody's gonna come oh, down the street. Oh gosh. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, born and raised in Missouri, and yeah, went to school, grade school, junior high, high school, then college, went to Mizzou. So that was all Missouri, and then um, got my first job. Well, basically, I went to LA, and then I had interviewed with Anheuser Busch because St. Louis. Um, and they were like, you're hired. You just need to be by a, an airport. I was like, good, because I'm in LA now. And so that worked because it was the job traveled a lot. So from there, I've been in California, um, LA, did a little stop off in Ecuador. <laughs> and then not a little today. stop off. It was like a two <laughs> years, wasn't it? Three. Okay, uh, right. Yeah, doing business development with, with and, 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 and it was mom. funny because we actually talked to what was, what was it then? It was Skype. <laughs> Yeah, we did. I remember that. We were making shrimp by the beach. Yep. <laughs> that was near the end of my time, but I totally remember that. Yep. Yeah. yeah but so I, I mean, I feel like you had started your uh, podcasting because I remember listening. Yep. I, I had just started the in. podcast stuff. Yep. Yep. <sighs> yeah. It was so crazy. So do you remember what we all, all of us, all of us met at? If I were to guess, since you're putting me on the spot, as I uh -huh. would, um, where did we meet? I want to say at a baseball game. No, I mean, baseball, basketball, basketball game. No, no, it was a, it was the AYF, uh, diversity. Oh, the diversity oh, training. <laughs> <laughs> that brought a lot rushing. Back. It was you and Tweety. It was you, Tweety, oh, and Jessica. 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 No, I met KK after that. We know KK. I met her after after that. Um. Who's KK's cousin? Oh, uh, Zaria. Are we allowed to just like name drop? Do we need? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, we're not talking about them bad. <laughs> you know. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Zaria. Zaria was there. Um, and it was uh Chris Bowden. Is it Chris Bowden? Oh, probably. Yeah, Chris Bowden. Yep. 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 So that was uh, like a sophomore year, junior year. Oh, wow. It it would have had to have been. Hmm. I want to say sophomore, sophomore year. but yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, it was just like, man, like <laughs> you're always <laughs> like, like I always say like the two best people that I've met on this earth are you and Teddy Simpson. What? On this earth. You all are the two oh, best people. They, you all are the epitome. I feel, and I don't like to put pressure on both of y'all, but I mean, <laughs> when I think like, yo, the best that humanity can be is y'all two. Oh, well, what do I say to that? Thank you. I'm trying my best every day. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, your husband's cool, too. I met your husband a couple of times. I don't know him that personally. Better give him that tag. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to interact with you more than five times. You know, I got to yeah, have a report. But I appreciate that he kind of got an honorable mention. Like, you feel like you got a feeling about it. So I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to put this stamp on there. Like, it's only two right now. So if, it, if it, a third person came out, I got to really put my stamp on it. <laughs> you, you know, open it up. So yeah, so yeah, Missouri, I've been thinking about LA. that too, how we did like tr 
diversity training back then, you know, because people are talking about diversity and equity and inclusion. We was like, on that were, in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you go did you go to the um field trip thing? That camp? No, I didn't do any of that. You didn't do no, you didn't so you didn't do a uh, Lake Minnewonk? No. That was wild. That was wild. I heard. I got into I, I had to uh, I got to a fight with the Vashon kids. Oh no, why? They stole my CD player. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, I got a, I and then a tried to engrave and then like I had my name engraved on it, like uh I had As beat, one beat, does. Right, but then they tried to scratch it out. Oh but I engraved it with a knife. <laughs> so and I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, this mine, cuz. I'm like, yo, no. I ain't even trying to call them boys on you, man. Cause you know, we in it's all white people here basically. And you know, I don't want to be that black guy. But <laughs> going, he's like, man, all right, man. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, dang. Never forget that. That's <laughs> they never forget that. Yeah, for a couple years. I never went though. <laughs> I didn't do the trip. I didn't do the trip. But Jessica went, KK went. Things Zaria went. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, it was a long bus ride, but it was fun. So yeah, LA, fun. you're in LA. You at AB. You didn't you end up going into TV for a second, or doing something hmm. along those lines? Well, there was a stage in life where I was like, "Oh, I work there. Oh, I did that." Where it gets super foggy. But okay, um, so okay, so maybe I that's where I'm thinking about is around that time. The closest I did to TV, from what I could recall, is. Um, uh, PR. I did a little bit of PR. I was like helping a major PR woman and kind of being her PR uh, hand. But other than that, not not really. But there was so much when you were in LA. It was like being in the reality show where you're like, oh, that's that actor walking down the street. And oh, that's. And so it was kind of just normal and natural. But I wasn't in the TV industry. I was definitely like sales, marketing, consulting, all the time, and just trying not to be in the corporate beast, <laughs> as I found. As I found, I was like, oh, yeah, no. So so you're there doing that. And how did you end up going to, where would you end up going? Not, not in Nicaragua, uh, Peru? Ecuador. Ecuador. So how did that happen? Well, so in sales and marketing, you know, I wanted to have the flexibility and be able to do whatever I wanted. But as it came, like our big weekends would be like Labor Day weekend. And, you know, when everyone's like, we're going to the beach, that's when I would really have to work because those would be our bigger, bigger times. And so at some point I got to the place, you know, I did, I worked for big nonprofits, but it was the same thing, but just with smaller budgets. So we couldn't even like be bawling <laughs> for pretend like at AB at least. Which one was it that work. you worked for? Because I remember I actually interviewed for the same job you had, but in, in the Midwest. I'm, I'm trying to remember what uh, job it was. Outback but. St. Jude. St. Jude. It was St. Jude. That. It was yeah. St. Jude. Because remember, I hit you up about it. Remember, I hit yeah, you up about it. Yeah. That. I wouldn't have remembered that, but I totally do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just feel like they were expanding their, like, that that role. Um, and so, and I live, like, right by a friend that, at the time, he represented Northern California. Now, we're, we're still friends from that that chapter or whatever. So, and I was like, oh, yeah, Northern California. Now, I know what that is. Because I didn't. Um, and so at some point I was like, you know what, maybe I do just need an honest situation where I did, I was doing consulting, but still, so I went, what I now know is the belly of the beast. I went to Fox and maybe that's what you're thinking when it TV, I was at like Fox and MGM on, on those studio lots. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, but it was like fluorescent right, lights, you're in a cube, you know, it'd be dark when I woke up, dark when I went home, just sitting all day. It was miserable, but I thought it's what I wanted because I was like, well, at least I know I'll have my weekends. So that's when I start like, and that's when I got certified actually um, to do life coaching. And so I was like, you know, what you think becomes and, you know, like believe it to be and what's the vision, you know? So that's where I was really at. So I started like putting up my dreams, like on the, on the walls of my cube and I was like, all right, what do I want to do? Also, fun fact, not that anyone cares, but this is also where I like discovered Lisa Nichols. And I, but I do feel like she's really <laughs> why, because she was writing a book, which, you know, when you write your book, you should do this too. It was really interesting. But as she was writing it, she was doing like live calls. So you could like listen, she could get feedback. And I feel like she was doing vulnerability before it was like a buzzword, like vulnerability and authenticity. So she was going through it in these chapters and you were like, whoa. So I'm, I'm going to pop up an old school oh picture of Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just believing what was possible. Aw. Yeah, that's at Mizzou. I, that might have been, first of all, I know I don't own that top. I feel like that was probably my roommate. Um, <laughs> we're either at Lincoln or we're at just like fire and ice. Is what I no, would say. we were at Big Twelve. What? We were what at KU. Well, that sounds familiar. Oh wow! <laughs> we were at That's KU crazy. at Big Twelve. I remember driving up there for that. I think it was my friend Nikki and Lincoln. I think that was sophomore year. Sophomore year college. Ah, but I feel like I had that picture up in my room, like on a cork board. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, and and that's so, so just, funny. That picture is so aged because of me with all the Rams gear on. Like, yo, I'm just right. going to represent the whole time. I love it. I love it. You know, my mom had her living room decorated at the Rams. When they left, <laughs> they lived, it was sad. Sad. We have not all fully recovered. I haven't recovered. Yeah. So I like I like you repping. But that's that's basically how it's just. Oh, so in the Lisa book, though, she at one point she was saying something like just I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew I wanted to wear a suit. I wanted to travel and I wanted to do X, Y, Z. And that's how she came to do whatever. So I was like, all right, what are my things? You know, and I was like, I want to use my head and my heart because I've had a lot of training <laughs> since mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of gigs. Uh, you know, being in Hollywood, I was like, okay, there's the humanitarian side and there's this like other super capitalistic side. So I was like, I want to use my head and my heart for good. I want to learn another language and I want to travel, you know? And so that's basically how Peace Corps is how I went, came to be where it was like, all right, these are the things I want to do. I also really, really, really wanted to come back knowing Spanish. But at that time, everyone was like, well, everybody wants that. So good luck. But it, it worked out. I was supposed to be going somewhere else. And where was you going events. first? Uh, I can't remember or they didn't tell me. I just remember I was like on my way somewhere else and then a spot opened up. When I try to like check back in on it, people have been like, but how did you know? Like even with, um, you have like recruiters and stuff. They're like, mm -hmm. but how did you know you were supposed to go somewhere? But I'm like, I feel like I got a letter or something. But, <laughs> and I was, oh, cause I was my, my date to go was like six months out and I was kind of doing a good goodbye tour where I was like traveling. And I remember I was in Miami with Amber, Candace and Megan and I got my mom was like, can I open this letter? Because it's from the Peace Corps and it seems urgent. And they were like, if you could leave in three weeks, you could be going to Ecuador. You can go now. And I was like, all I've got are parties planned. You know, I was like, I can go. Because it was also like I got laid off in that time. It was like, like perfect. funding, you know. Yeah, I was like, okay. So it was, it just was meant to be. But it was, I say, I set the intention. I created the vision. 
I knew what I wanted. It wasn't like I could see the whole staircase. It's just like, these are the things that I want, you know? So that's, that's how I went. Oh but. man. So, so you get out there and then what was, what was it about that experience that kind of shaped you into coming when you, when you came back to go doing the life coaching, yeah. doing that? Right. So then I was certified and I was able to use my business development just from some certifications I had, plus just like being in the business world. And I just got a taste of doing work that I loved and that was meaningful. So I was like, oh, I got to do like, I can only do this. You know, I definitely can't go back to the cube. So um, <laughs> I just had also interfaced with and I was getting in these groups. And, you know, as I deepened my my learnings with coaching and business coaching at that point, too, I was just in these groups of entrepreneurial women and I was and other entrepreneurial women, a lot of them life coaches. And so as I learned how to build my life coaching business, a lot of them wanted to help with that. So that's how I was like, oh, that's my niche, you know, helping life coaches basically build their business. I help them with their life coaching. And then I also help them with the business side because some of them are so woo and heartfelt that they don't know how to do the other stuff. And also I found that that group is who cares about the world too. So it was kind of like, that's how I could spread my mission of just like doing good in the world in short. So, yeah. And so any crazy stories from being in Ecuador, that's a, you know, absolutely. A... <laughs> <laughs> you would be, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say you'd be happy to know, but I know you have some crazy stories. But, you know, from um, everywhere. From I, everywhere. I mean. You do. You definitely had a crazy story in LA that your <laughs> album was going to drop. You like, I could drop an album next Thursday. <laughs> you <laughs> so but, along those lines yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you remember that <laughs> i'll never forget it i will never i won't forget it on just like on my brother's side but also like just how you were talking about it was so funny when i was like this isn't funny at all but that's so how i mean so the stuff. story she's talking about i've actually never told this story um i was that's why i was keeping it like yeah no, no 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 so i was in la hanging out and we were Why with were a whole there? bunch of girls. And it was me and so much my whole bunch of my co-workers. And they the twins that I worked with that I managed, they got into a fight. We just got into a big melee. I'm beating up a you guy on the side of a car in my Stacey Adams. Remember those Stacey Adams? My Stacey Adams all bloody. I stomped on them. And I came, and it's a melee. It's literally a melee. Like it's just stuff going over here. And I, I walk away. And somebody used a box cutter and slashed me in the back maybe like five or six times. Oh, so, my gosh. And I didn't know it because it felt like it was sweat. Like, I felt like I was sweating from the energy of this altercation. Yeah, that's what they say about and, box cutters. Yeah, and then, um, so somebody was slashing me while I was working with his boys. But somebody else was like, yo, you bleed. And I'm like, oh, then it's like immediately, I'm like, oh, oh. They're trying to give well, me like Pac in LA. Pac didn't even die in LA, but I just like, they try to give me like Pac. I'm about to drop an album after this. <laughs> and then you already so been drinking funny. and stuff, so your pores is messed up. I'm bleeding. I get back. I got, I'm take. I, and then, so I get up to the, <laughs> to the front that. desk oh at the Hilton. God. And I'm like, hey, I need all your band-aids. And they're like, for what? I was like, for this, <laughs> and I turned around. Hey, I need all your band-aids. You are so wild. <laughs> so I, I was all. Not I'll call take, any kind of medical situation. Hey, I'm going to need all your band-aids. I need all your band-aids. You, let me get all your band-aids. And so I ended up taking myself. I had those scars until 
I think they just started disappearing a couple of years ago. Oh my God, decades. Yeah, Decade. I was like, you come to LA and do what? Because you're like, yeah, I'm here for work. We'll definitely link up. Like, of course. And then it's like, this is the story. Because <laughs> like, did we go to what? Roscoe's right after that? Yeah, we went to Roscoe's after that. Yeah, so I, that's how quickly I was uh, I was okay. That <laughs> I was good. Roscoe's like, yeah, the, you were okay, Tom, but I got to drop an album now. <laughs> like, I'm going to drop an album. So I was like, I might as well. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. That's so that 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 was that's what she's talking about with that story. But yes. so in Ecuador, so like, what was that experience? I know because Ecuador has a lot of like, like black Hispanic people good. as well, right? In the diaspora. Yeah. Yep, yep. I I didn't know that, but yeah, they do. Um, so yeah, I was on the coast. It's so Ecuador is the size of the state of Colorado for reference, which is crazy. Okay. And so you could like get on via bus, like all around, you know, it'd be like a 10 hour bus ride, but still you can get everywhere. Why? Is it because of the have... mountain? Is, is it because of the terrain? What? That you could, it's just that small. I'm saying. No, I mean, I know I'm saying how long it takes for, you said like 10 hour bus ride. Is it take that oh, long because yeah. of the terrain of the, the, the country? Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they have so much. So there's in the South, there's deserts, you know, and all that kind of stuff, kind of like going into Peru. And then there's the Amazon, which is its own, you know, like entity. And then there's the mountains, the Sierra mountains. And then there's the coast, which is um, where I was. And that is where you'll find the most Afro Ecuadorian. So if I didn't say anything, I could look, you know, I could kind of blend in. Cause they're tall and you know, my complexion. And so it was, you know, features pretty similar, you know, but Did anybody there, try to test you like, shorter. like thinking you were from there, like, you know, how I used so to be when I, I, when I was in New York, I they Puerto Ricans and Dominicans would get mad. I had a lady cuss me out in Spanish cause I didn't know Spanish in a Walmart. In thinking what, you should know it. Yeah. Cause she thought I was Spanish. <sighs> yeah. We were in some marginal, dangerous areas you know like that's where the the group i was working with was so i was held up at even gunpoint like what five times five times <laughs> yeah you grew up in st louis and then get set up in gunpoint five times exactly <laughs> you know i was like okay you know i kind of knew what it was but yeah i mean at some point i got moved from my original post because it was like this is happening a lot so what so was you all's goal what was the, the goal of being there like what was it like what was the i guess the project from in my cohort, there were two groups. There was um, youth and families and there was um, public health. And so some people were doing health stuff and some people were doing development of different kinds. So I was doing business development and youth development, teaching like life skills and stuff like that. So my first group who I adored and loved, um, we were doing, we were, we were building micro empresas, which are small businesses around their, their uh, community. So of course, the I don't know the joke or the way is like oh I'm gonna go help but really it was like they're helping me grow <laughs> you know yeah. like or it was definitely an exchange that we call an intercambio right it's like there is a give and take and so I'm I'm lending some skills but I you know you can't speak the language you don't know the area they're protecting me so the bond was so tight because it's like they raised me from being an infant in that world you know it's like they taught me the language they taught me the customs so, and they were such powerful women. So they had the nerve to even think in this dangerous, poor neighborhood that they could build these businesses to help grow the economy of their business. So that's what I was helping them do. I was just helping them bring their vision to life. And so like they had a store, but then they had um, a cafeteria, but they wanted to be able to give free lunches in the cafeteria so everybody could eat. So we would be doing bookkeeping and making sure they're making enough money over here. So it was really cool. You know, they had a beauty salon so that women could get done up so they could go in the city and get jobs. 
they had a nursery. So same thing, the kids could all go to the nursery so the women could go out and get work. So it was pretty powerful. It was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. These are visionaries and they're amazing. And then I also worked at an orphanage where I was helping the teens who didn't have family, you know, once they're 17, 18, they get emancipated and there wasn't a lot of opportunity for them. So it was business development by ways of livelihood of just being able to see what is a need in the market and make money. And then also just with the younger kids doing, you know, life skills and life development with them. So it was a, it was a, you know, just growing and learning so much, but it was also like, keep your head on a swivel because. <laughs> yeah, because what years were you, you were there from what, 2010 to 13? Yeah, something like that. I know I left in 2013. So whatever that is, it also gets blurry, but yeah. Yeah, but because you came to one of my parties um, during like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I came home sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> three years. So after that three year period, how did you end up in the Bay Area? Like, I mean, the Bay Area is like the. You know, there's this whole side love story going on. Go ahead, so go ahead. You might as well spit it. You might as well spit. I was, I was, I was trying to walk you there. It's like I'm here because my husband. He was like, he's like, what I'm not gonna do is live in LA. And I was like, ah, why? Because I just thought I was gonna go back home to LA where I, I spent my whole adult life. You know, um, and he's like, he's from the Bay. We met in San Diego though. He was living in San Diego, and that's where we met. Um, but he's like, I'm hearing the Bay is, you know, cool. He's, he grew up in the Bay. And so he's like, let's check out Oakland. Like, you know, I hear it's like cool and we might have a good time. Did he not do Peace Corps with you too? (laughs) He was there. (laughs) Okay. So the side story. That was the, that was when I found out about it. I was like, who is this dude in the picture of my girl? (laughs) Oh God. I've never met him. He hasn't went past the the restrictions. (laughs) he hasn't. He went right around. When I was working for AB, I, I, I had a territory. I had the Southern California, so um, San Diego was included. So when I did an event, that's where I met him, and we became friends, which I recommend. Be friends first. And so through, you know, ins and outs and friends, more than friends, complications or like, are will they, won't they kind of stuff. But I was also, like, vision boarding my life. And so it was like, you know, I could go here or I could say, what's up? And we were unsure. So I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Peace Corps. <laughs> um, and so we kind of were like long distance, but not 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 official, I guess I would say. And so we actually had to say that our anniversary is when he got a one-way ticket to Ecuador, where it's like, let's, let's do this together. So he got um, a sponsor, uh, an organization to sponsor him, basically. So he was doing websites and doing events. So he was basically working in Ecuador so that we could be in the same place together. So he wasn't in the in the Peace Corps. He says he's Peace Corps adjacent. <laughs> so that's what it is, because they don't necessarily smile upon that. I did tell my program director, I was like, my boyfriend's here. He's not in the program, but you know, he gets to be here if he's working and doing his thing. And so, and so from that point and in that time, we were like, oh, we should maybe do life together. <laughs> so then it had to be a decision of like, where do we go? But it, but before that, I mean, all my little Ecuadorian friends are so funny because, you know, when he was saying he was coming, I was like, I don't know. Like, he's just coming to visit. Like, I don't know who this is, you know, but because I didn't know. You know how you all were in your 20s? It was time to go. And I just couldn't be putting my head in that basket. Like I mean, that. and I get it, <laughs> um, you know. And then, and then, then I know they were like, who is this dude showing up? And who is he going to be? They were probably thinking he's going to be some stereotypical dude getting off the plane, eating a syrup sandwich. You know, like somebody, I'm I'm looking for J. Cook. Anybody seen? No, J. Cook? I mean, I'm like J. Cook. 
<laughs> so crazy. You're in a community, so they know. And I was telling people like, yeah, my sweetie. And, and that culture was so loving and love. So it was like, ooh, you know, your love is coming. And I'm like, he's not my boyfriend. He's just a friend. And they're like, mm-hmm. He, so t- he got a one-way ticket. Shooting. We together. I get a one-way ticket. <laughs> we together. <laughs> Because he came to visit a couple times, you know, like okay. a two-week vacation. But then once the one-way ticket happened, in, in hindsight, we're like, that's probably a good marker of when we're official. So that was January 26th. So yeah. you get to the Bay. Bay has got a lot going on. Like, the, and especially when you moved to the Bay, it was right yeah. when it was kind of really, really, really bubbling, bubbling. You know, yeah, Occupy had happened. I, w- I don't think I was home yet, but do you remember like Occupy? That yeah, like Occupy Wall Street and all that. Yeah, so that was had just kind of like I don't know, but that was the energy basically. But the Bay is perfect. Oakland is perfect, you know, because it's like I feel like LA was perfect in my twenties, and now this area is perfect for my grown life. <laughs> so you know, it's just like cool family fun, or but they're still like kicking it and. I don't know. There's always like a festival to be had. The weather is great. They have a tons of festivals. Yeah, it's just, it's my speed for sure. So I like it. It's getting more and more expensive. So that's feeling crazy. Um, And there is so much clashing due to people getting moved out. And that's not what you want because what is rich about Oakland is who's here, you know, already or who's been here. So, and someone who's moved here, I respect that, you know, too. Just like, don't let things shift so that it becomes something else. You want it to be Oakland, what Oakland was. So, Oakland, yeah, one of the most blackest remain. cities in America. Yeah. So this will always be home central, probably just home. But you know, if if we go elsewhere or travel or whatever, it Oakland's definitely home base forever. Yeah. All right. So, so then, like coaching, so you get in the. I like how did this? It's perfect for you, but how did you, <laughs> you know, get into that? Is well, there, and it's a lot of it is out here, San Francisco and and the Bay Area is very, very, there's a lot of that, you know, because when I left for the Peace Corps, my website was like, what is life coaching? But then once I got back, I was like, oh, everybody knows. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> in it. It's like, got it. Okay. So, I mean, it just seemed, I mean, like you're saying, or and also like I was talking about how I would hop, you know, trying to find my passion, trying to find what I'm good at. You know, I just couldn't do stuff that I didn't love. And so this was the thing I could stick with, you know, it's the thing that I like, it keeps you engaged, you know, also going full-time in it, you coach like 20% of the time, but then you're building your business and you're the marketer and the janitor and the sales and the, you know, the other 80% of the time. So um, it just, it just keeps me engaged, you know, and I get to meet people, get to talk to people, get to help people. Now I help people make money. So it's really fun and rewarding, you know, and I feel like these days people need the encouragement. I feel like I've, I haven't even been on my job that way. You know, I'm like, you need to do better. <laughs> it's like, you need to be the light because people are, you know, because I'm like, well, I'm in bed. But yeah, I'm, I'm even feeling recalled to just like, there's clients, but there's also just the bigger mission of like, be the light, be the optimism, be the way maker for folks who resonate with you. So it's like, right, that's the point. You know, that's the purpose part. So, so that's what I'm doing. So with that, do you uh, do, did you what did you see as one of the biggest components of people like hurdles for them like in starting a business or anything that you've like oh my god it's like man like if if people could just get past this one hurdle they could get to where and that may not in business whatever it may be. Right. I would say a sense of worthiness. 
is the biggest hurdle. Mm. There's like uh-huh. mindset, limiting beliefs, not feeling enough. I would put all that under the umbrella of worthiness of just feeling like you have something to offer. Then of course people get really tripped up receiving money for what they have to offer, especially if they're good at it or especially if they it comes easy to them. But I want I want to pay you for the thing that comes easy to you. Like if it's easy for you to fly a plane, that's who I want. You know, like I want the thing that you're in your zone. So, but people, you can have so much strategy. You can have the rules or the ways, but if you don't, if you don't believe you're worthy, that's where people get stuck forever. And that comes up in everything we do, whether you're working in a a job, you know, and someone who you're mumbling under your breath because it's like they're not competent or they're not as good as I am at that. Why are they getting? But it's like, but you sit back because you don't feel worthy you know or you don't feel like you know how to present that so it comes up in in everything even our relationships so you know we sabotage a good thing because we don't feel like we deserve it but yeah so that's that's (laughs) that that becomes my work so i get to be a professional cheerleader basically for a lot of my job and then i'm like and here's a strategy on the side have you have you had somebody who's like man i can't cheer you no more man you just you can't share me no cheer cheer i can't cheer for you no more you just a you just not you just not you you just not trying to really get to that next level in your whatever like, whatever path they you know they're trying to go on. I haven't had anyone. I have a pretty strict not stringent, but I I have a way. You can't you can't just be in my world or like in my one on one and like you got to apply and stuff. But I mean, people do break my heart so sometimes that I do. I mean, that's a lot of my work is like filling up my you know capacity so that I can pour out because yeah, sometimes people take it out of you or it's like, man, this is a heavy lift. You know, some people are heavier lifts than others, but no one has tapped me out completely and I haven't had to fire anyone just yet, but it, it could be a lot. So, I mean, during last year, um, that's why I was like, I need to come back myself because last year people were leaning on me hard and that was the, that was, that's what I was there for, but just needing support and to be able to be leaders in their own communities and everything that was going on with George Floyd. And, you know, most of my clients are black women. It was a lot, you know, I was like, say hi to my husband, serve my clients, go to bed. Hi to husband, serve my clients, go to bed. Cause I was, it was the whole thing. <laughs> it took everything I had, you know, and I wasn't like, I can't mess with you cause you do too much, but it was just like, it's what's required of the moment. And it's a lot, you know, and I'm feeling it too. It was like therapists who had to take leave because they're like, I need therapy, but people were without their therapist. So they're like, listen, I'm going through it. So yeah, it was a lot. We made it through though, and we're still going through, but we are evolved. Yeah, this is the new normal. I'm keep telling people this thing. I mean, it is. You see, I caught a cold just from trying to hang out with my mom this weekend. Like, oh, <laughs> gosh, going outside. A shout out to Edie. On Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Shout out to Edie. I was like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? This hasn't happened in 15 months. So, <laughs> you gotta tell us you know what's saying? up too. I will. Oh my god! I know she'd be she's like, "You see my little little guy that was calling all the problems." <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the only one. No, just kidding. He made it. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh so, so, so how- let's talk about your podcast, your video podcast, and your audio podcast that you've been working on. Yeah, it's funny you should mention it because I'm like re-upping it. So it's called Shine On Sista which is, has a comma and exclamation point, which probably wasn't the best idea, (laughs) but that's what it is. (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, I did it because there was a time where no one cared about people on the margins. (laughs) And so I was doing it because 
that's part of it too, where, you know, I also would very much not want to be on camera, be just in the background. But again, there are black women in my case that have paved the way where it's like, because they were visible to me, I believed in myself. So that's why I care to try to be that for others. And now I'm in these circles where there's brilliant folks, but they're not like the popular people online. So it's like, I could give them a platform or, you know, I would love to interview them or, you know, you go to conferences and you're like, that is so so interesting. And so I just wanted to have a platform where I could celebrate people who like weren't popular or usually, you know, before last year, I feel like there were people of color who never got represented. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's why I had it, even though then I was feeling like, since it says sister, is that bad? Am I like leaving people out? So I kind of took a hiatus. And no, 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 no. And my first know, guest was a man. Yeah, no, sister. I mean, I go on there, sister. Yeah, you, you're going to be a guest for sure. And it's like, that's who the audience is. That's the audience I have in mind. But that doesn't mean not everybody can listen. But um, it's just from my point of view. And it's like, yeah. Nothing like, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with a niche the niches and everything that the people think that the everybody wants to be main, not saying in this case, I'm saying in general, people is like, want to be mainstream yeah. and mainstream is not necessarily it. If you can just get your people no. that kind of want to rock with you and they cultivate that right. community, that's all that matters. And maybe I sound like a it's backpack true. rapper that is like, I just need my 500 people at all my shows. Yeah. A, a thousand true fans. Yeah. In, in every city. I just <laughs> do a They call it blue collar rappers. Yeah. This is called a blue collar rapper. I love it. That is so my vibe, actually. It's like, I don't want to be this big. Da, 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 da. I just didn't want to be causing harm. I was being very mindful of harm, you know? As and much shit as I talk, I can't be a famous. <laughs> what? I would cancel Our myself. I would cancel myself. Like, if I got, like, a big deal, I would just delete everything I had of me online. Like, you'd be like, oh, deal. Oh, Dima's yeah. got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but really? <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You told the plan. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Now we know. I got. I already know. I already know the companies that go through to scrape your stuff. I do it for the gig. I ain't got no problems with it. Yeah. I already started previously already going through my old tweets and stuff and kind of clean them up. You did. Yeah, yeah I just think it was especially in the beginning of Twitter. It was a wild thing. It was wild then. Twitter is wild. I can't even. Imagine no, Twitter was worse then. I feel. I can't, I can't, I wasn't there for the beginning, beginning, and I never really hopped on Twitter, so yeah, I can only imagine, because it, it was, it, it was so bad, I mean, it would be like hashtags would just pop up, like, on random stuff, I know they do now, but like, there was a big hashtag, the one I remember that I feel bad about now, it was one called Little Howard You Week, and it was basically dissing Chingy, <laughs> it was, I, I, it became nationwide, it was just a St. Louis thing at first, and then I actually ended up meeting the brother. It was super cool. And I was like, dang, I'm, I need to go back and delete these little how are you weak uh, uh, tweets. I mean, if you could be bothered to go back and clean up your tweets when you know better, I don't have a problem with that. Because then when stuff pops up and it's like, you knew that was there. Or like, you know, I just think that in this new cancel time, I feel like it's not a bad thing to be like, I'm, I'm a different person. Let me go back and see what I don't agree with, you know? Because then it's like, because when we see it, it's like, now how are you just gonna leave that there? Now I'm harmed. Yeah, you know, or I'm let down. So I'm sure there's other stuff I didn't forget about. That. I said I just I know there's a program where a you can lot. just put in, uh, slurs and just put it in there with your with your Ooh. name and just find out how many. I need to do that and see like how how crazy I've been. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, because we've had a lot of heroes mm -hmm. or just people where you're like, oh man, you know. I mean, it's two questions really. Like, mm -hmm. how do you 
where it's like the art and the artist. But then there's also that thing where people are like, I said that then, but I've grown. And it's like, how long do you hold them accountable to that kind of stuff? I think it shows the work you've done. Like if you have to ask, you just can't say I've grown. It has to be something yeah. applicable that somebody can attain to. It'd be like, yeah, if I was like, you know, F women. And then they'd be like, but man, that was a long time ago. I'm married with five kids. But if you haven't been like, yo, you know, like up doing some uplifting, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something that counted yeah. like, oh, what did that do grown? That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like say nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like neutralizes it or something. Yeah. yeah. Or you could be like, oh, he did grow. He did. He said that then, but he hasn't, he didn't, he, you know, said some other things after that. So, and then the most thing. even grow. Oh, so one of the main things is, is like, yo, you ain't got to speak on every topic. I know. It is free to be quiet. I feel that pressure too. Yeah. Feel free to be quiet. Yeah. Because, no, free to be quiet because you know how many topics people email us about doing on the shows and stuff. I'm not touching some of these. I know some of the stuff I think is outlandish maybe. So why <laughs> even put myself in the position? Or it's like, it's not, it's like, we're going to talk about this, not that. You know, you don't have yeah. to talk, you're, like you said, you don't have to talk about everything. You don't have to touch everything. I mean, you don't have to. So and everybody you, think they have to talk about it. Right. It feels that way. Or people are like, well, what are your thoughts on? It's like, um, I'm a Etsy blogger. Like you don't, it's not your job description either. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm an Etsy so blogger. And I don't even know what you're feeling on George it's Floyd. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like just, it's fine. Especially if I hate it. So it's like, it's okay. But um, I wish so everybody, had, I wish white people more had a black translator that would just like, if you have good money, just have them walk around with you like a lawyer, like where you're in um, court or like, like by Congress and be like, you get a question about George Floyd. Um, yeah, I think it's a horrible situation. <laughs> like you can, you could just lean on them, like, for like stuff Ooh. or, or maybe I start the pro, you could just text me and I'm like, hey, they asked yeah. me about George Floyd, what should I say? Oh, you need there's to say like Google thing. Translate and then there's Daryl Translate. Yes. <laughs> when it gets for the real situation. The being like, do you want fans or do you want to stay kind of neutral or do you want to go this, you know, <laughs> I, I give you all three options. Yeah. Consulting uh -uh, company. I love it. A black, a black, a black PR have... company for white people. <laughs> I like how you have multiple choice. Like, are you trying to blow it up or are you trying to. You want to just be in general, you know. <laughs> so and this is something I mean uh, I, I got my lightning around coming up with questions but have you seen this Ozzy stuff that's happened no Ozzy yeah not Ozzy Smith because I know that's you probably even think about <laughs> no not Ozzy Smith wow. uh the Ozzy this media company they basically raised 75 million and it's owned by black guy too 75 million mm -hmm. in Silicon Valley but they were inflating all their stats they even went mm -hmm. into a meeting with Goldman Sachs had the COO get on the phone acting like he was a, a representative from YouTube. Like, like, yeah, I got my boy on the phone <laughs> from YouTube with the meme will go. And, and so then all this other stuff can start coming out. It's called Ozzy Media, um, O-Z-Y Media uh, for other people. Um, and, and people, everybody I talked to about that is in the space, people are like, I didn't even heard of it. Like, I didn't either until this. I kind of heard about them, but it was interesting that they got that much money and people don't know about them for real. But then a part of yeah. me was like, I was glad this black man got the bag and ran. But then another part would be like, dang, it's that old yeah, adage of like, man, see. the first black man doing something like that, I got to do it right. Yeah. But I can't hold him in that. You know what I'm saying? My, my journey is my journey, you know? Yeah, it gets confusing when you're like, what do I make of that? But right. But that's, I mean, it's good that you believe in growth. So you don't feel like there's, once there's a seed of like, ooh, you hate women, then that's like always there. Um, 
So then you. I mean, there's some her. things I you can't get away from, like R. Kelly. You can't get away from that. That's, well, okay. I don't that's know how to. That's the other question about art, the art, and the artist. You know, we are struggle bus. <laughs> that's a, this is a hard. This is hard. This is a hard question because there's some. I, I will be I, there. Like I, there's some R. Kelly songs I cannot listen to. Because I can't. Because of the, yes, it's so. Like, now I know what you're talking about. But it, but. I, but there's some other ones where it's like I have I'm conflicted because I still like it. I like this song "When We Ride" with Jay Z, Noriega, and Cameron. So I love that song. He's only singing the <laughs> so hook. So sad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, no, and the best no, part right, is I'm talking, and this not me talking to the people. This is me talking to myself, telling myself like, no, I know. yo, it's on. He only sings the hook. Like you should be okay. <laughs> it's like your morning affirmations. It's just the hook. It's okay. Exactly. No, I know. Or like when it first came out where you're like, all right, well, we got to be done. What was it like? Pause or mute. And then you're, but then it's also like the songs are touchstones of different moments in your life where you're like, oh, this was homecoming. Such a such. Yep. Except for, I can't out. listen to Leah's first okay. album anymore even. You know, it's hard for me to even, like AJ number, number was my joint. And then you like, <laughs> this is autobiographical. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's real creepy. Yeah, I can do back and forth, and you know, at your best, some of those, you know, but so you're pick. I'm you're picking and choosing out the stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I can't. I'm I'm throwing ninety percent of R. Kelly away, but there's a ten percent yeah. of songs I can't let go. <laughs> Admit it. So funny. You're not gonna hear them all the I time. I'm not gonna embarrass yeah. nobody in public. I'm not gonna ask for it at parties. It's just for me. <laughs> You're not coming up to the DJ. No, I'm never doing that. But if it comes on in my home and I'm like cleaning up and I'm like, I'm going to look around. <laughs> keep it on. Oh. <laughs> it's hard though, right? I like, I appreciate that response the most though. It's um, nuanced. You know, it's not just a blanket because it's hard. It's like either you're lying or I don't know. I don't know. I haven't reconciled, but I haven't. Felt like I had I've had to in such a way yet, but you know I'll hear stuff or stuff songs and it's like oh are they are we allowed to play is that we're playing <laughs> I mean it you know what and it's a thing of I realize there's no country for middle ground anymore. Yeah, yeah, like how you're saying like this has meaning and now I, I know I know more and so I can't listen to that. But this is like that's my song and I don't see the harm necessarily. I mean, and I, I love the song by Black Men United. Though. You will know. R. Kelly's on it. Oh, Am I, I supposed to know? I love You Will Know. It's a, it's one of my most Horatio. motivational songs. Yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. Well, Am I supposed to what, throw away Maxwell Fortunate? <laughs> R. Kelly wrote it. I love Fortunate. Oh, I haven't gotten into that. That's what, but that, you see what I'm saying, No. Oh. Yeah. It's like his life force touched it. And weren't you, were you not blessed by that? And, look, and I'm not mad at anybody know. that has a personal issue. I'm talking about for me. I don't, I'm not talking about for everybody else. This yeah. is, these are all and internal like, discussions have I have to, to have. You do have to figure it out for yourself. I, I guess I haven't figured it out for myself. Cause he's an example, but there's others. Oh yeah. I haven't I mean, and I haven't seen, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the like documentaries and stuff, which I feel like. Oh, I was watching all of them. I watched, I watched every one of them. I feel like that all came out in 2020. That I was like, I can't take 2019. 
2019. First one because it's, it's, it's you had the first set surviving R. Kelly, the first set, and then you got the second set that came out in 2020. But the first set is like mm. 19, I think. But you know, and being in from St. Louis and having so much in Chicago, you also like mm -hmm. have your own personal stories, you know. Like yep. I know we did. Yeah. <laughs> like if you went to yeah. Rock and Roll, Roll McDonald's, or if your friends grew up in Chicago, like you have firsthand. Yeah, I mean, I know about and like I, I stopped messing with R. Kelly just on a general basis from the uh when when the first thing when the sex tape came out, I was like, oh, this is not popping. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, and it was. But I still held on to when we ride. I still like that song. <laughs> and oh I God. like the song Crucial Conflict in uh, R. Kelly. Oh, Ghetto Queen. Love Crucial Conflict. Crucial Conflict. <laughs> I, I like this song from Chicago, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's more complicated. That's more it's, it's a complicated thing. I get, but I get if someone doesn't want to listen. I'm not mad at them. They don't. It's nuance. It's nuance. I guess where I land is I, I need, I do, if I could choose, I would, I would want you to feel some conflict, I guess. I can't, I do, I, I do feel a type of way too, <laughs> when it's like, keep it going, like whatever. Or, and or I don't stream, so I, I'm old artist. school, I don't stream, I'm still old school, I still You're have an iPod, the... I still have an iPod, you know what I'm saying, so iPod like, it's right there, yeah, I iPod for a long time, but, see, I don't stream, yeah, I don't I believe think... in streaming services, I'm like an old man is like, yo, they gonna take my music, yeah, I feel old too, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think I get, I think I'm with you on that, where it's like, you can't just be like, that's the, the artist, you can't have the artist be responsible for his art kind of thing, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's also, I get when songs have been a touchstone in your life, where it's like, so, I mean, because yeah. it's, I mean, everybody has their own time for whatever it's like, yo, whatever you like is what you like. Like I said, if you have a, a conflict with that, I'm fine with it. I'm conflicted on some stuff with it. I'm going to look around when happy conflicted. people come on, like. <laughs> oh, gosh, I haven't turned any on by, you know, voluntarily, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a time, there is a big part of my college time that R. Kelly was at TP 2000. Oh my gosh. And Chocolate Factory. I yeah. feel like, wasn't that what it's called? Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh man. But that was a part so, of our, you know, I think so. That That's, that's, it's just complicated. It's just complicated. It's like, so but we were, I was talking with my friend about just the R. Kelly specifically thing versus artists and artists, but like how, especially our ages that grew up where we're like, it was akin to, the like kind of grown girl in your junior high or high school who like had the 23 year old boyfriend where you're like, and he would like bring her McDonald's and you're like, oh my God, he had a car. <laughs> like we didn't know about being a predator. We were just like, she's so grown, you know? And it feels cool. It Think about in the movies like Clueless and stuff where it was like a girl <laughs> had the uh, boyfriend that was in college. Like, oh, he's in college. Right. It's like, oh, but then, and then as you grow up, you're like, oh, that you tie it back. Like that's, that's what was going on. Right. <laughs> Great. And so knowing about R. Kelly outside of schools and being at Rock and Roll McDonald's, like it didn't, it didn't register the same at a certain age that it does now also. Yeah. But it's, 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 it doesn't it's a, make it an excuse, but it's- Yeah, no, 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 no excuses for that man. He is, he is where he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's just because people will ask like, how did you not know? And we are like, how did we not know? Because we knew some stories. It's like, but it's like, oh, it's that, it's that. But it, it, was, a, it, it, was, it was a thing of then, no, you know how many urban legends came out when we were kids about random stuff that somebody would be like, oh man, uh, little Kim 
uh, had to go get her stomach pumped, you know, because of sperm. And yeah. Look, yes. I mean, so you got to think that the, this, that Aaliyah R. Kelly thing in a sort of younger is along those same lines in a lot of ways until you get the real proof, like, oh, snap, yeah. there goes the, there goes the certificate of marriage, yeah. like, snap. Right. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's think like, about all the urban legends we heard about really somebody randy. Well, or was it urban? I mean, were they urban legends? Because you grow up and find out, like, oh, it was real and it was sinister. <laughs> right, with <laughs> that one. But I'm talking about, like, the little Kim ones and, like, other random stuff where it's just people just putting out random stuff about people. Yeah. So you say, so you saying you believe that little Kim had her stomach? Pumping. I was like, did we verify it's an urban? <laughs> oh, I, I just, I just, because they said it was like a thousand pounds. It was some crazy like number, and it was like that's not even humanly possible. I didn't give it a lot of thought, but I when you said what you said, I was you like, remember that though? You about. remember those rumors, right? Instantly, yeah. Like <laughs> she had to get her stomach pumped. I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other random ones. It'd be like, I mean, it'd just be anything. And it and that that telephone game was the worst then. Right, 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 right. Because it was truly <laughs> and hear, and they couldn't know? be dispelled. There'd be years. It's people right now that believe stuff from the '60s and '70s about somebody. Like you know, remember Marvin Gaye went to Baltimore. He was uh, uh he was with my cousin, right? It was my cousin's yeah. friend's friend. They at the bar, right? Marvin go in there. He starts slapping everybody up in there. So everybody in Baltimore <laughs> think he came up in there and slapped everybody up at some bar in Baltimore. Those are the best stories at barbecues, though. You'd be like, your Uncle Willie is crazy and has lived a life. Your and he'd be like, Willie, was boy. you there? No, my boy's boy no. was there. <laughs> we all work at UPS together. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> first hand. First hand accounts. You're like, right. listen. Right. I know. Or 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 it's the or it's the Polaroid, Jacob. Or it's the Polaroid, like yo. So this time I was with Keith Sweat, right? Yeah. Even though <laughs> but it's Keith like Sweat here. don't know him from nobody. <laughs> totally. That's what we grew up with. That's yeah, what we grew up with. That's crazy. what we grew up. And now it's even worse. You know. I mean, it's different. It's different. It, you can dispel rumors. I think easier now than then yeah that's where receipts come in yeah you know? and you, marvin gay didn't even know about the story in baltimore you know what i'm saying like that, right, that the guys from UPS was telling. you don't even know you don't even the Kathy, they all work to ups together that is so accurate <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but i but also you keep finding i mean we watched we were watching catfish and we're like are we being catfish like do people still get catfish in this day and age Yo, i love that show what I'm, can, I'm addicted to catfish. i love it so much but talk about a treatment. You can definitely see like what the formula is, but I'm like, lie to me. I love it. You know, you're going to meet up, but then suggest that you meet later, even though you're there talking, why are you leaving? But it's fine. But <laughs> like this whole time, you known it for eight years and y'all ain't, y'all ain't met each other, but catfish made it happen. Maybe so long. But what I just, but, but what I can tell is like deceit. Like if you're trying to be deceitful, you're going to get, you can be, or if you want to believe what you want, you know, like there's, even though the social media kind of feels like it's, leveled the field in some ways there's also if you want to be you know people still have families on the other side of town people like i don't know how uh, do you, i that's think that's harder i think that's harder it's to happen i think it's almost happen. impossible Ooh, that's brothers are getting jammed up and from dms every day like it ain't like it, this ain't like like back in the and day the cloud i do know people the cloud has played a lot of people like crossing it yeah. Think about it. Back in the day, <laughs> Willie Earl would be down at the juke joint. Somebody would have to call and be like, 
uh, Janice, uh, Willie Earl's down here at the juke joint on another woman. She would have to go down there to confront that. You know, now <laughs> Willie Earl is all the way in London and somebody <laughs> called him. Yeah, it's true. Oh, no, somebody else is just like a TikTok star. And yeah. In the background, like, like is that Willie TikTok. Earl? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Cass is getting jammed up. Now it's easier to do that. smarter. Thing, but I, you're easier to get jammed up in whatever you're doing, whatever illegal. If you're being illegal, period, it's not worth it in 2021. Trust me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Your digital footprint is everywhere. It is, but there's these apps that look like this, but they're really that. Even though those get hacked, but 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 people are using them until they're that. What was it? Not Stacey Madison. Somebody Madison. Ashley Madison. Where Ashley Madison, (laughs) where all they cared about was not getting found out, and then that got hacked. But people wanted to use it to not get found out, and whatever was going on all up in there was going on. You know what I mean? But my thing is, if it is easy to catch somebody, because they just sign up for Ashley Madison and find your profile, like (laughs) that's true. I don't. I never got how that could work. I used to remember seeing those um, billboards in LA, and I was like, "Is that what I think it is?" They used to advertise on podcasts a lot early in podcast time. They were big uh, people promoting. On they pop- were the audible. <laughs> yep, yep. They were big. They were they were That's really pushing it out. Are they still? Are they still like this? I don't know. Probably under another name if they're smart. But they got hacked. Their their cloud got dipped into, which is the worst scenario. All right, this is my lightning round. My lightning round of questions is this or that. You only have oh no choices. All right, would like you, Cheetos, puffy or crunchy? Uh, somewhat. Would you I rather go to jail for five years or stay in a coma for 10? Oh, probably jail. Really? <laughs> because. Have you met the tall salad like, man I, before? Have you met Fleece oh Johnson? Who is that? Is that the guy that they. Parodied on Boondocks. Yes, the booty warrior. God, I was like, I, the, I was like, as long as it's not him. Yes. Even though men need to be afraid of him. So okay, so you understand when I if I when I answer and I say coma. <laughs> you said coma because because and even coming back from Ecuador, kind of like this, like people were in a, you missed so many years and you just missed it. Like with jail, even though it sounds awful. You're still living and experiencing. You could grow. Like, things could come out of that. Ashley Madison still exists, for the record. Their website still exists. Under that name? Okay. (laughs) Who's... I wonder how they're doing. Like, what's their stock looking like? Their Uh, IP? They're they're not publicly traded. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) uh, So, that was the thought. I feel like it would be hard. And and I'm definitely not feeling like I'm cut out for it. But it just was, like, life experience versus no life experience like you haven't experienced anything no one has written you a letter like you don't you don't know what's happened in people's lives versus there's growth you can drop an album you can write a book you know like you would have experienced things and grown drop me off two years later i'll i'll catch up with everybody we'll have a party for me going in a party when i wake up you know that it's not a party going in you got you're in a coma we didn't know but I'm pre-choosing it, right? I'm pre-choosing. So I'm either going five years oh. in jail or 10 years in a coma. I didn't know 
we got to pre-choose. But yeah, I still feel like, you know, you're- Kind of like Demolition Man. Have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and Sloan where they put him in cryogenic freezing for jail? Do that for me. Yeah. I'm probably more cut out for a coma. And I don't- (laughs) I can see you locked up in no jail and doing Orange and New Black. (laughs) And you didn't say like what kind of jail. So it could just be- I don't know. We don't, but you don't know what type of jail you're going to go to when you go to jail. <laughs> but even like they say, solitary confinement, you know, is the worst. But, you know, I would, might want to just be by myself. They say you could go you go crazy in solitary confinement. I think after three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick. And it's across the board. Or, you know, like, probably you human. If you're just wired like a normal human, it's not going to be good for you. So right. it's hard Next to question. Erica Badu or Jill Scott? For what? Whatever you want it to be. No, there's no choosing. Didn't you see their verses? They weren't verses. No, it's, look, look, you just choose. It's not a, is I don't know what your parameters are. What do you choose? This is not my, this is just me questioning you. You said coma, but you said coma. Well, no, no, no. I just said that just because I'm just always surprised that people have been saying jail. I was like, man, okay, I'm choosing coma. I was just giving you that one as just a freebie. Because I'm just surprised. As a freebie. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I think for history's sake, if I had to choose and you're evil, I would go with Erica. Okay. Okay. We we go further back. And there would be no Jill moment for me if there wasn't an Erica era for me. All right. The Cosby Show are different worlds. Different worlds. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Martin... Or the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why are you pausing like that? Because you were shaking your head like, fast wow. when I said Martin. You'd already said no. I was like no, because he would did uh, Gina wrong. Tisha Campbell. That's why I was like it's personal. <laughs> and, and I was so much of a Martin fan. I blamed Gina for like seven years. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Until I really no, understood Martin what happened. Like, oh, that was. That was okay. Little dirty. That was one of those things where I was in the wrong where somebody saw my tweets when I was that young would be like <laughs> You'd be like, F Gina, hashtag yep. Gina goes to hell. Like oh, Yep. Okay. Yep. Then you figure out what's really happening. But, but yeah. But I guess I go with fresh print. All right. Family matters or different strokes. Family matters. Oh, different strokes. Wait. <laughs> That's what you're talking about, Willis? Yep. Oh, I just used to love Family Matters so much because I was older and was watching TV then. Uh, I think just from, I've watched more Family Matters, even though I feel like that's not as cool as Different Strokes. Okay. But I was younger when I was watching Different Strokes. I should go back and watch Different Strokes, actually. All right. Emo's Pizza. Or... Why are you doing this? <laughs> Emo's Pizza or London and Sons? Emo's. Okay, okay, okay. You, <laughs> you're not rocking with the black folks. It's all good. What do you mean? Oh, is that... I, I'll you never had London and Sons before? I have, but I didn't think of it like that. Emo's it's black-owned. Deep in the fabric, but I didn't know that. You didn't know London and Sons was black-owned? Mm-mm. 
you think in London and Suns, the, the, the way the but locations, but their locations to tell you all it. that. <laughs> I know, but in the time that I would have been having it, I wasn't thinking that. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Will Smith or I Denzel didn't Washington. know that Emo wasn't black owned. How about that? Emo's isn't black owned? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, it's just since it was so like rooted in St. Louis. No, that's not black owned. <laughs> Will Smith or Denzel Washington? Denzel. Okay. 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 Well, I want to know what these okay's okay's mean. No, I do that for. I mean, I'm not. It's, there's no judgment. It's just. It's a. I want to know what you think. It's a hard. It's just. A, it's a hard, hard question. All right, okay. Angela Bassett. I was like, let me. I was like, let me look up Emo's Pizza's owner. <laughs> I didn't have it. I wasn't clocking it in the '80s like that. You know what I mean? Oh no. <laughs> All right. No, I'm. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. You're coming up with these off the cuff? No, no, no. I got I got a list. I got a list of them. I'm moving around. <clears throat> I'm trying to think which one I want to go next. Go. I'm trying to trip you both. up. Okay. All right. You so uh, this is a triple threat match. New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, or Minister Society. Boys in the Hood for sure. Okay. <laughs> Representation John Singleton. I feel like I was. I feel like I was changed. I was different after watching it. Yeah, a lot of people that I mean that changed the film game in general. Period. Yeah. All right. So this one's gonna be a, this one. Uh, I know you are. This is deep in your heart. I don't know if you remember this. Lauren Hill. Yes. Or. <laughs> Anita Baker. Oh, oh wow. For what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let me close out these emo pe- people that no one's black. <laughs> black friends. Um I mean, I think I have a lot of respect for Anita, but for personally ushering me through, it has to be. Oh, yeah, it has to be Lauren. Yeah, because I'm going to let everybody know, she used to get into my car and we used to go hang out and just hijack it and play that CD to death. The miseducation of Lauren yes. Hill, I thought I was never going to stop listening to. I just I heard, I've heard it. Zion wait. I literally have heard that song more than <laughs> I've not listened to that again since we all went to college. Oh gosh, that was a time I was like this. So like that Lauren, man. You <laughs> thanks for letting me play it. Yeah, you like, can I play Lauren Hill? I'm like, I'm playing Fat Joe right now. <laughs> Who won? All right. <clears throat> Would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Oh God. Hearing. Okay, okay. I know sign language and yeah, I think about that, you know, anytime it's like blurry, it's just, it would be hard to navigate, I feel. So. Okay. So would you rather have no arms or no legs? I feel like now you, you're not even looking at your sheet. No, 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 no. Too extra. (laughs) Look, would you rather be no arms and no legs? I think no arms is what I would go with. No legs or no arms? 
no arms is what I would really? say. So you don't want to get nowhere. I mean, you, you don't want to high five nobody, no love and none. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just feel like you can get up and like go and I mean, you could do anything with you've seen uh, the Olympics and, you know, people can do anything with any and you can always get prosthetic. Um, but I'm my legs are stronger than my upper body so I just that's why I went with that like I can maneuver if I got my legs and I like pick stuff up with my toes as it is anyway <laughs> so I just feel more dexterous in that with with that situation all right would you have rather have cheered for football games or basketball games when you were a little football because you didn't cheer for basketball right yeah I did both you did both okay yeah. You remember when we almost had yeah. to, uh, we almost had to, we almost had to jump uh that dude from your school? No, what? Oh, you, you do remember this. Like... Yes, you do because it was <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember we had to jump that dude at your school? Where? It was at yeah, your school. Uh... We came up there deep, remember? For because we played uh, we played uh uh Jacob school our senior year in oh, football. Yeah. And we should shut out. I was like, what were the chances? And no, because they said they was going to beat up some uh, uh, my boy because he was on the football team and he's playing. And we like, that ain't going to happen. I wasn't involved. Yes, you no, were. <laughs> I was cheering, probably conflicted. Yes, I know. It was but, hard. It was hard for you. You know, but football was better, like outside the bands playing. It was like a moment. I used to love that. I used to love that so much. The, the football. Uh, games you know like there's a concession stand people would come that was like i love that so, so my last would rather this is going to be a funny one so be prepared would you rather go to a day a formal dance or okay go to a formal festival like like where you can like you like you go into like a big big grandiose event or something super dressed up Probably a festival, right? Where it's like fun and cool. Is but I didn't get with the festival. But a festival more than like a formal. Mm -mm -mm. You know, I'm a, a bit of a mess. Festivals embrace that. <laughs> <laughs> What's so crazy is people understand the old Jacob would have picked formal. Oh, interesting. Because I was living under my mama's roof, so everything was buttoned up. But once I could be festival, it's like festival. That is my truth. Yeah. So I, so I did mean, my answer surprise you? you? No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Did not surprise. None. Did not surprise. None not are surprising. Jay Cuff, thank you for coming on my checker. We'll let everybody know where they can check out all your stuff, hit you up, all that good stuff. You can always find me at jennifercovington.com. That is my website because I get funny style with social media i feel like it's disturbing my spirit i'm out <laughs> but i am at i am at the real jcov um, on instagram that also links with twitter did somebody oh, else I have jcov on there for so you have to put the real jcov oh yeah jennifer covington all all forms of jennifer covington's always taken really and i feel and really the real jcov comes from my skype name and so it's like right. when i when I need to change it, I will. And then I just never have changed it, which I, I, I think about it. But then it's like, I, I don't care. But one day I probably will do better. Yeah. But yeah, Jake Hub, it's just such a, it could be anyway, anyone, you know, it could be 
Coach Covington, that too. That's true. All yeah. Again. The real Jay Covington, like it'd be Justin Covington, the football coach at uh, <laughs> some random right. school in Alabama. <laughs> Totally. And it's always something where you're like, oh, man, you're not even using it right. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you for Jacob. having me. This was Stay fun. on the line for me when I'm done recording. I got to tell you. Okay. <laughs> we get off. And I appreciate you coming on. <laughs>